Our This Week in XR podcast is sponsored by our friends at Sapper, the world's leading augmented reality platform and creative studio. With over 11 years of experience working with the world's biggest brands through Zapper Creative Studio. Zapper also has an award-winning web AR platform, Zapworks, that lets you create your own mobile AR magic. Finally, check out their Zap Box, the most affordable mixed reality headset on the planet. Start creating AR over at zap.works or talk to them about your next AR project at zapper.com. Good morning, everybody. It's Charlie Fink and Ted Shilowitz with a special edition of This Week in XR. We are uh, just on the Sunday of CES week. You could see Ted, for those of you on video, Ted is still in his hotel room, as he said a moment ago, a little bit groggy. Um, I got home last night, as you could hear from my voice. Um, I left it all on the field as well. Yeah, we both have CES voice, as we say. <laughs> and I am still here, uh, you know, because last night was last night. You celebrate the week and somehow it just <laughs> away from you. <laughs> but so how, how did you rate this year's show? You know, I super enjoyed this year's show. I, um, I, I thought there were the right amount of people. It wasn't overwhelming. Um, we were able to get around pretty okay, but it was kind of back to normal. It felt normal. Um, I mean, let's hope we didn't both walk away with God knows what. Well, to... I tested I tested myself um, yeah, when I was checking out yesterday. And I, they gave everybody, people. they gave everybody test kits. The test yeah. kit people were everywhere, which I, you know, uh, kudos to CTA. They, they seemed... Uh, much better organized this year than years in the past. Now, maybe they had so much time during the pandemic to think about it and attend to details, but, you know, there were less clueless volunteers. The cab line was under control. I never waited more than 15 minutes for a cab. Yeah, yeah. Ubers uh, were fine. Everything was working. Um, and the show was was pretty well organized. And I thought, well attended and and there were a lot of smart offerings and and it was it was good you know i was i was sending you texts the other day and i was saying i think the biggest impactful thing to me was for whatever any human on the planet thinks about elon musk and all of his foibles and challenges he has changed an entire industry and it is demonstrated in one of the halls of ces i guess it's now the west hall it used to be the north hall all the um all the automotive stuff, but, you know, just literally before the pandemic automotive was still, you know, a bunch of gas powered stuff and customized car audio kind of goofy stuff that you wondered who was buying this stuff. And now CES primarily, I would literally say half of CES is now an EV slash battery slash smart navigation, smart, everything, um, show and i and will say i will say this it took up the more more physical space every yeah. year yeah and there's you know there there are probably 60 or 70 different evs being demonstrated now and then all the support infrastructure for ev it's like it's kind of like you know at least at ces if it's a if it's a an, a leading indicator a, a, a showing of where things are going gas is done like no one is is thinking about using or investing in gas cars and to the point where I even saw a prototype Dodge Challenger electric car. Like, you know, it was oh like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. That's I didn't spend that much time. There's so much VR and AR to yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, I did not spend my time with a lot of other things, although I spent, did see health tech because it's, it's wearable. 
I did too. Yeah. And, you know, that's very relevant to, you know, our area of specialization. So uh, I thought it was a good year for XR. Uh, HTC introduced a very, very nice headset. It was the talk of CES. Um, you know, it is, uh, they won up the quest too in size and comfort. The, the quality is, was hard to tell in the demos, but the pass through was, was very crisp. Yeah. And uh, and a lot of people just I mean Scott Stein our friend Scott Stein at CNET absolutely lost his mind. Yeah, I, so, I and I agree I largely agree I think the headset is an extremely refined example of where we are and in the in virtual reality and you know all in one virtual reality today. Um, and you know I think you know I, I'm I'm not a super fan of video pass through uh, mixed reality right I understand its point and I understand its value. But I am an optical pass-through guy. That is my my bet. Yeah, yeah, but here's right. here's the thing. I mean, developers haven't really got at it yet, right, right. so I'm I'm going to cut them a break on that. But um, I have news about that see-through pass-through thing that I oh, will good. share. Okay, well, but but just on on the HTC for a while, I couldn't agree more. And, I, and for for our listeners that you know, are in this industry. Um, which a lot of them, of course, came to our our, our little soiree. You know, <laughs> yeah, the, the, pod, the podcast uh, off the strip dinner. Yeah, yeah. It was that we make our trip. friends pay their own way. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's that kind of life. But it was a good. It was a good. It was a good experience, and 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 nice to see everybody. Uh, you know that that were able to join us, and it was great uh, off the strip. And I nice I love being in person. Yeah, it uh, it supercharges me, yeah, even well, though it's you sound- and I are very much social butterfly, social. Animals. Yeah, yeah. On, on the point of the HTC. Um, it is really light. It is really balanced. It the feels gasket. like a sleep mask. You could yeah. go to to bed wearing that thing. Yeah. The gasket that they use to cover your eyes is so much better than the quote unquote competition. And it's less money. And, you know, if they get the. Well, it's it's eleven hundred dollars. So, yeah. so it's not fifteen hundred dollars. That's my point. You know, it's, it's right. It's right. It's not fifteen hundred dollars. No, it's not three hundred dollars. So that's true. But it's got a lot of tech in it. Yeah, I think it's going to take them a while to build up a library that's specific to the headset. They're using Viveport, which is fine. Uh, for those of you who don't know Viveport, HTC, when they thought they were going to be a consumer uh, company like uh, Meta has become. Uh, in the VR space, they, uh, you know, had development teams and they were going to build this portal uh, called Viveport that would distribute not only their content, but it would be a Steam competitor. Yeah. So uh, obviously their fortunes have changed. I'm, you know, I wish they were in a position to go after it. Yeah. But they're not. This is going to be more of an enterprise. But the hardware, at least we're seeing really valid competition. Yes. That, that. I think is a really important point. Yeah. Um, also mobbed Magic Leap. Yes. yes. And the Magic Leap 2 is a wonderful headset. It really is. I mean, so light. Yeah. It's so light. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I is not... my challenges with a wire and a tethered computer it drives me out of my mind. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, but I do understand, the, you know, trying to keep the weight off the head. Um, and I think it is a clear direction of where things are going. There's a lot of people really excited about it. You know, we've been a developer testing and using that device for a good long time now. Um, it's it's a really good device. Um, so I, I met Peggy Johnson. I got a selfie. You did meet her for the first time. She's great, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and she promised that she would come on the show. Oh, great! Oh, Everybody in the booth, our absent co-host Roni Abovitz, uh, as almost everybody on this uh, podcast must know, uh, founded Magic Leap and left recently as its CEO, and. 
everybody there went out of their way, maybe because they know we're friends, uh, to say that this was really Roni's device. He designed it. He insisted on some of the key specs like dimming mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and they miss him. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's kind of touching. Yeah. Uh, so Roni, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, you should chin up, chin up, yeah. my friend. And this creation showed off well at CES. It was a very big booth. There's a long lines, a lot of people seeing, you know, the direction of where they're where they're going. So, you know. And kind of ironically, Microsoft was just kitty corner uh from their booth. And there was nary a HoloLens to be seen. They had one, they had one HoloLens Pro. demo that they showed me, and it was good. It was enterprise level. Um, but they're not putting any any sort of muscle right on right now behind uh where yeah. it was. Uh, it's a shame because uh, in 2016, it was so exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, there, were moving... of, there were a lot of, um, you know, smaller companies. The one that I thought was interesting, I wonder if you got a chance to check it out, is these guys called Ant. Uh, Ant. That was exactly what I was going to say. Gonna go it okay, was the, probably the best thing I saw at the show. Yeah. It was yeah. the last thing I saw. I was running for the bus to the airport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I was absolutely stunned. Um, you know, they're they're an interesting company. They're kind of in that Kickstarter world. We've seen them off and on at AWE over the years and kind of like, oh, interesting, interesting. They're kind of getting their act together. And wow. I had a nice long discussion with them. I think there's a lot of applications for them. They're definitely moving into this idea of not necessarily wanting to build their own device, but to be the support structure. Right. So, well, there, there were the a lot devices. of glass companies there. Mm -hmm. um, these are companies that make waveguides and projectors. Right, they've gotten so small now; they fit in the head of the wings. Yeah. So, and you can't really see it. Form factors have gotten lighter and lighter. Uh, nobody really light enough yet, I think, but um, very, very close. Yeah. And we, the uh, problem, as always, is not—it's not the processor, or the computer, or even the projector. It's always the battery. Right. Right. Battery and the weight, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw Digiland as well, right? In their suite, I, I saw I saw Digilens and um, and Loomis. Yeah, they're all good, so, right? They're all sort of coming together. Uh, yeah, I mean, they all, I, again. I mean, I <laughs> I go back and forth on field of view, mm -hmm. right? What's the appropriate field of view? Magic Leap's field of view you can't even tell anymore that it doesn't go all the way across. Yeah. Yeah. Right, even though it's I don't know, it's sixty something degrees. Well, they they did a lot of work on the vertical with Magic. Yeah, I mean it's really immersive, and uh, you know, I just I think that's where we're going. I agree with you about the see through lenses, but I think we're going to have to wait for that. You know, a lot of the glasses are, and this is what I said I was going to share. A lot of the glasses are see through glasses are media players. And in fact, I had breakfast with our friend Chi, yeah. uh, the uh, founder of Enreal. Uh, they were the talk of the show in 2020, mm -hmm. but didn't have a presence this year for U.S.-China reasons. Uh, he said to me he wished he could do a big thing for the air because it's really caught on, yeah. uh, particularly among gamers, right? So now gaming on your phone is gaming on a 200-inch screen. And uh, it's not that expensive. Yeah. It's tethered to a smartphone. Yeah. Um, but the application is, you know, you whip it out when you're wanting to see a movie. And, and it's taking something people are already doing right. and making it much, much better. So I, I'm really excited about this. And I think it 
there was a lot of it at the show. And so when there's a trend at CES, you see there's the year, like remember the year of the 2016, that was when the Samsung gear was very popular. And so there were hundred knockoffs of the Samsung <laughs> gear. The clones, as we would say, yes, yes. yes. And, and now we're starting to see knockoff AR ones. So I, I thought that was interesting. TCL, one of the sponsors of the show, um, had a big presence. Uh, they have um, a couple of lightweight, essentially functional glasses, but they also have some of the apps we heard North was working on with Google, uh, such as real-time translation and wayfinding. So uh, really interesting, you know, uh, having glasses for translation. I mean, you'd have to have, you know, they are a must have just like the handheld translate on your phone. Yeah. 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 I went to see the TEL, TCL stuff. I mean, it's obviously a, a big booth. They're a big consumer electronics company. They have a partnership with the NFL. They're throwing down some serious cash. Yes. Yes. Uh, so they're in the space, uh, but you're right. There's um, the, the, um, there's a category now that we could define as essentially just remote viewing, right? Which is yeah. attach your smartphone, attach your computer. USB C has become a good standard for that, and these things are pretty light. They're not they're they're not smart glasses, but they're not dumb glasses, right? They're sort yeah, of yeah, exactly, exactly. They're they're yeah. in this space we we call when it's in enterprise uh, assisted reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're and they're and they're good. The, the thing that makes them good is mostly their birdbath optics devices. Uh, which give them extraordinary clarity. Like they're yep. really clear. They're really bright. bright, really bright, surprisingly. Yeah. And and the biggest problem I have is the ergonomics of them. They're just not all that comfortable because they're still trying to make them like glasses. So, you know, the temples never work. They're, they're kind of like, and then it's like, they got to keep working on that. The one thing- They, the they got to go copy the Ray-Ban stories. Yeah, yeah. The one thing the HoloLens, oddly enough, got right is- you don't need to make it glasses yet. It's not ready to be glasses yet. You don't have to look like glasses yet. Make them really comfortable and well-balanced. And that goes back to the HTC. Is The HTC is just really well-balanced. Like it's really smart and it's very light and you can wear it for a long time. So that's kind of my sort of pet peeve with like, I don't need it to look like glasses. I'm not wearing this on the street yet. You know? Right. So anyway, that, that's that is so true. Um, let's see. I had, so I have all my notes for my story. Oh, there was a very sad news story this week. So I'm glad we're burying it. Uh, our friends at Mojo Vision, oh, the guys working on the AR contact lens, uh, have had to restructure uh, and uh, start licensing their technology, and not the type, of, not the part of the technology that has to do with the contact lenses. They're pretty much putting a bullet in the contact lenses. The chief marketing officer, Steve Sinclair, who had been with Apple for so many years, is leaving. Uh, and you just hate to see your friends lose. And it was an important, important research for all of us that they were undertaking. And it's it shows you that they're really the economic slowdown is no joke. And when when good companies can't get the kind of financing they need anymore. And it, it wasn't a total surprise. Right. It's a it's a hard play. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, a difficult sort of like very long term aspiration. So it's kind of really difficult for a startup to keep holding on to that when the ones that are going to keep doing that are the Googles and the metas of the world that have effectively unlimited funnel sons, you know, so, so. but uh, you're right. It is, it is kind of a sad day when, when they have to put that to bed for a while, because they were really making extraordinary progress in that space, which I thought was great. So let me go through some of the other XR companies. Oh, Vuzix, 
our friends yeah. at Musics. Um, it's an American based in, in Rochester, New York. Um, they make enterprise grade um, AR, see through AR glasses, um, particularly for assisted reality. What differentiates them for the consumer ones we were just talking about um, is that they are filled with sensors and lights and cameras and all the things that, you know, something that's, you know, costs $400 is not going to have. And they have a new device, new to me because they introduced it in 2022, uh, which, you know, January 2022 was the Omnicron yeah. um, spike. So there was only kind of a little tiny CES that year. Um, but the Vuzix Shield is kind of a, I don't want to, it's a, it's an upgrade and kind of binocular version of the, you know, uh, their blade stuff. Yeah. The music's blade. Thank you. So, uh, enterprise XR is alive and well, mm -hmm. uh, met with the guys at RealWare. They have a similar device. It's an assisted reality device. There's a monitor hanging off your heart hat or whatever, but, uh, it's their voice control is really what uh, I think is so extraordinary about their execution. Uh, and of course, everybody's using Qualcomm with some Qualcomm. It, they see, yes, the, the XR portion should just be called Con, uh, it, it, uh, Qualcomm uh, Fest. So yeah. those guys were walking around pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. And you're, and you're right. Now look, this is a, a constant theme on our show, Charlie, is that you know consumer is hard and enterprise is viable. Um, and enterprise MR is extraordinarily viable. Um, I did a walk with our whole Paramount team around uh, Eureka Park because I thought that would be really interesting for them to see. And there were a number of uh, companies doing various enterprise-level proof points. Uh, one was using the 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 Vusic Shield to and the blade, both monocular and binocular, uh, to demonstrate a uh, captioning system for uh, people that are um, have hearing loss or hearing issues. So they could essentially read in their glasses that are clear so you can still see you know, through to people's eyes um, what you were saying to them in a conversation. It was a very, very clever, useful, uh, beneficial thing. You know, so, yeah, There so were several like things like that um, in health tech. There, in particular, the one, the heads up display that helps the, you know, uh, some blind, some loss of vision uh, patients, uh, you know, using thermals and other uh, sensors uh, to help them get around. So I thought that was, you know, again, the tech is spreading out uh, to all sort of different verticals. Um, let's see what, uh, oh, you know, the other thing I was going to say about Magic Leap is I got, uh, you know, some demos mm -hmm. from their partners. So that's really what they were doing is they were doing demos of what their partners were doing with the Magic Leap. First of all, they had big news this week because they got approved by the FDA for operating theaters which I did not know that was a big obstacle to them, but problem solved. So uh, I, a lot of people wrote about it and Magic Leap thinks it's really important. Uh, the other applications I saw, uh, one was the automotive one. They've been doing that one for a while, but it's super upgraded. Um, didn't love that one. There is There was an architecture one. And you know that's, that's a sort of obvious application for really see-through, uh, you know, high-end augmented reality where you anchor the plans of the house at the correct scale in the exact location, and then you walk through the house. Mm -hmm. So how could a builder, an architect, a homeowner, a developer not do that? Right. Yeah. And that's full-on enterprise at the cost of a headset and, and, and development work. 
you're actually, you know, creating a, a really strong benefit of not having to redo stuff with bricks and mortar when you go, oh boy, I didn't realize the kitchen would look like this. Let me fix that. Yeah. And and again, it's it's unique software vertical, right? They've got to go out and sell that to architects, which yeah. you know, I don't envy them. <laughs> but you know, that is the problem with this advanced uh enterprise tech. Now that it's this good, yeah. how do they explain that it's not 2016 anymore? <laughs> good point. Um Hey, Moving on. on. Did you get a chance before we move on to the other stuff? Did you get a chance to do any of the haptics stuff? Because there were. Oh yeah, I was going to say that was a big theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I went, you know, our, our friends at Haptics. I saw Joe and those guys, and yeah. they're making good progress. That it's, I I was commenting to him when I put those gloves on. You know, they're these are enterprise level things, right? Yeah, I mean, people like, should understand with um with gloves and haptics, there are two levels. One is the ones that have mechanics. And if you have mechanics, you have real resistance. You know, that's like holding a cup. Let's just keep it simple. Holding a cup or I did Jenga in their booth mm -hmm. and you hold a Jenga block yeah. in your fingertips. So this is, and there are wires that get caught while you do that. Kind you know, hydraulics and, and, and not just for grabbing a cup, but pinching a Jenga block. Uh, and I did it in an environment with another individual is actually our friend, Tom Emmerich. Um, so it, uh, but again, uh, it's an $80,000 rig. Yeah. Yeah. He said it's going to eventually come down in price. So that's good. I, I don't know how far it can come down because of the mechanics. Well, he told me, you know, eventually sub $10,000. So we'll see, we'll keep our fingers crossed. But, right. but what, what was interesting to me, the, the epiphany, and it'd been a long time since I'd done it. The epiphany that I had is they had a number of different demos and, you know, they're, they're still using like an original um, uh, vibe, right? So it's this big clunky heavy yep. headset. Um, and you put it on and the minute, like you're doing things where there's like a little spider in your hand <laughs> out of that spider and you're like, you know, that spider is, I'm really uncomfortable. That thing is going to bite because <laughs> you feel it like running around on your fingers. Um, what happens to me is I literally completely forget that I'm wearing this headset because, you know, your brain can theoretically only process one thing at a time. So when the visual is supporting this thing that haptically you're seeing, you're holding a cup to your point, you're playing Jenga, you kind of forget you're in VR which to me was sort of a, a miraculous kind of thing. Uh, so I hope a lot of people in, that listen to the show, if you ever get a chance to experience true haptics in VR, do it. Because I, 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 saw, I saw a naughty one at Health Tech that was yeah. synced to a headset. Uh, yeah. And I thought, oh my God, there are some people who will never go on a date again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's, it's just interesting, right? I, uh, I just think that... If you have haptics like the spider or the block, and it's tied to VR like that, it just you're it, you're in that simulation. There is absolutely no friction, and you can't imagine it being um, uh, used with a dish or a treadmill. Uh, and then, I mean, you've got it right. You've got it's you've got the Ready Player One vest on. Which I also getting there, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were Ready Player One kind of vests for uh, under five hundred dollars, mm -hmm. uh, and Shift All that does the Panasonic uh, VR headset has straps that you can buy Velcro straps. The whole set is less than three hundred dollars, and then you can do full body capture in VR Chat. Yeah, so 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's we're getting really, really advanced stuff. I was going to say there were a lot. All the other haptic stuff was much cheaper than, you know, B-Haptics and others. Uh, there were several other glove companies. And you could see how kind of meh it is yeah. without the resistance. Yeah, Because you know, the finger tracking on the controllers it. and stuff works fine now. Right. It's one thing to buzz it like a controller. It's another thing to actually put real pressure that is tied to the software that says, you know, there's something heavy. There's something that this kind of like right. period of time where you bend a fly swatter and you're like, wow, I'm actually doing this. Like, it's very sophisticated. But like you said, that's it's a costly thing right now. Uh, and so, it may never Dem Demenko. 3D without glasses. Oh, you went. Did you, yeah, did you seen, hit that so I've seen it over the years. I actually wasn't able to go this year. So oh, it was. They have made so right. much progress since 2020. Yeah. I mean, they've made three years of progress. Uh, they're working with all different kinds of manufacturers. The price has come down 500%. So there's no, uh, you know, 20000 I forget, $25,000 version anymore, right? The, the high-end The reason why is because now... 8K displays are consumer level displays. So to make that work, that this is you're talking about glasses free 3D, you need a camera obviously that senses where you are. Right. And these are special really flat screens. These are televisions. These are again literally with laptops and big TVs. I saw a demo on I don't know, a 60 inch TV. Yeah. So uh and you're sitting in, you know, and it's they're seriously floating in front of you. Right. I know it's an amazing thing. And the resolution now is enough that you don't see the dots, you don't see the pixels. Um, and that's because 8K, it's a great use case of 8K technology because you get 4K on each eye as opposed to when you even had to use a 4K TV, 2K on each eye is actually not enough. It's too low res. So um, it definitely was on my list of things that made me go, wow. There's yeah. always like two, three, five things that you say, oh, wow. I was it a wow about it two years ago, except for the price point. And now what you're saying is the price point has come down because- Consumer electronics have had their way in, and now we can get consumer electronics panels, super high res for not a lot of money, which is amazing. Uh, so, uh, Xtal, they're making the Somnimum one. Uh, this is not Xtal. Uh, VR Engineers uh, has a headset called Xtal. Oh, yeah. And Xtal was the like 4K per eye mm -hmm. giant thing they made for, I think, Audi. And it was cantilevered, it was so heavy. And there wasn't a normal HDMI cable, right? There was one of those. <laughs> so, but now it's normal-ish, still ultra-wide uh, point of view that they, you know, do physically with the mirrors. So it's quite a big headset. Um, they tried to do a standalone demo and and hang not just a battery, but a whole mini PC off you. And after about 30 seconds, that was not tenable. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're making a standalone uh, for that's being funded by Somnimum Space, which is, yes, it's a 3D virtual world, but it's also kind of a crypto thing. So um, you, they were able to fund this headset. I don't, I don't know why. I, I honestly don't understand this. Uh, I did one thing that VR engineers make is, you know, I use the uh, original X-Tal, which now, you know, weighs, <laughs> doesn't need to be cantilevered. And it is better than human eye resolution. Right. And I'm not sure that that is good for most applications, particularly consumers. I mean, honestly, I felt like falling over. Yeah, I, I would agree. Too much. It's actually too much. I, I agree. 
So it's those guys and then Pimax are the other ones that do that super well. Yes, Pimax is making a version of their headset that can run off of uh, that mini Steam the Steam Deck. Steam Deck, yeah. Um, so, you know, that was kind of waiting to happen. And that certainly makes that headset very portable. Yeah. But Although right. it's a fully occluded headset. So can be can be a little um, uh, uh, disconcerting, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, biggest disappointments. Oh, OK. I'm curious. Yeah. What was um, shift all. Shift Panasonic's all. shift all. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the straps. Those yeah. are great. But this is the cool steampunk looking yeah, the, the headset. Cool round, the round cool glasses, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Um, you know, they're $2,000. They are, I don't know, it felt to me like a, a, not better, let me put it this way. It uses steam, but it doesn't appear to be better than uh, Quest in terms of its resolution and quality. It, it allows too many light leaks. It's uncomfortable to wear. Uh, just why? I mean, I guess it's cool and it's sort of, you know, Sony does that a lot where they show you something that's really cool and they never actually really make it. Again, uh, you know, this is one of those things where like, why are you trying to shove it into this form factor? It doesn't make sense yet. And and you're just going to suffer the slings and arrows of the fact that it's uncomfortable and it doesn't achieve the objective, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but finally, side, finally got a demo of Lynx. This is oh, the did. French well, company. Yeah, okay, so I didn't see that. So I'm curious if you... I, Again, yeah, okay. why? It's pass-through, but as you said, pass-through doesn't have that much content right now, and it's unclear if it will, and whether it's something people really would want to do outside outside of enterprise or outside of, oh, wow. But where I did see, and you know, for all of my critique of Sony and The Wire, Sony's Ugh. booth at CES had like seven demo bays that were booked up solid. And I couldn't get in. Did you get sessions. in? Uh, they were. I mean, we'll we'll get one in the next couple of weeks. So they're gonna. But they were doing forty-five minute sessions of the PlayStation VR, you know, Gen Two, uh, with you know full-on AAA level title stuff, yeah. and people were just wowed by and it. And they they were using their high-resolution monitors. Yeah. To so that you could, yeah. And uh, I, I mean, it was stunningly. It was stunning. The image was stunning. I yeah. unfortunately they weren't running the demo of the thing they did with Unreal and the um, Matrix movies. Mm. Uh, because I really, that demo, you know, which we saw in video, uh, would be pretty incredible in a headset. And I'm sure we'll get a chance to look at it. But they were demonstrating that they're, you know, they're the leader in gaming and they're going to push this. And it is a consumer offering, right? Um, and so I think they're excited about it. I think consumers are excited about it. I was impressed by what I saw. Yeah. So, you know, there's a company called DivViz and they have a wearable, you know, like they have all those sensors and LiDAR and whatnot on those Waymo cars that are mapping all the cities. Mm -hmm. So this is a wearable harness mm -hmm. that has the sensor on the top of your head. <laughs> and, and they ran into somebody who was... <laughs> We saw, I think one of the guys at our talk, we saw a guy wearing. Yeah, that's his, his name is what Mike, Mike, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I'm not remembering your last name. Uh, but Mike has been, you know, does it as a contractor because it's like a hundred thousand dollar thing, but he gets contracts to like scan places. Mm -hmm. And so he showed me, he walked around Fenway Park, just on the outside, big stroll around the stadium and he captured the whole thing in an hour. Uh, so the, the, that was a moment when I said, 
wow, we really are going to make a digital twin of the physical yeah, world. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's going to exist. Now, well, I, I don't know if it's going to exist as one unified thing. That's for sure. Well, not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a lot, but, of, but, know, a lot of technology is moving into being able to use your mobile phone to do sort of lower version, lower fidelity stuff of that. So that now allows an ecosystem to start build up around this stuff. So it's happening. Yeah. But they took it, it takes so much of the friction out of making a twin. Uh, still a bit experimental, apparently, on the developer side. It's an unwieldy amount of data to crunch into a computer, uh, but they'll they'll solve that. They'll solve that. That oh, that sort of thing. I'm I'm confident some kind of AI is going to be able to pick through it and take what's needed out of that dense point cloud. Mm. Uh, so, uh, so many other things to talk about, Ted. We've gone for I don't know about forty five minutes. Yeah, it's a long show this time. Yeah, I, mean, I was. <laughs> I couldn't even get to Area 15, which I'm really embarrassed. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, we said I, I, I connected you with the guys. I, I, I mean, uh, listen, I would have been willing to go over be another time. Day, we'll, but, there'll be another uh, time. Yeah. We'll get you there. It's we great. need to it's do. Great. We need to do a separate Vegas trip. Yes, we do. It's great. <laughs> we'll have you. We'll have you go, and we'll do a whole. We should do what we should do is we should do a whole. Uh, this week in XR from Area 15. That's a really good idea. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. And try and try and get the Meow Wolf people and yeah, and yeah, some of you. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, uh, by the way, Matt, Meow Wolf advertising the heck. Yeah, they're doing really of, good. Yeah. I'm friends with those guys. They're making a profit. They're putting huge amounts of people through it all the time, and people really enjoy it. No, you know, it's, like, a, it's a big, they're building it up into a circus like kind of thing where it's going to be uh, all over Vegas and and um, maybe spread uh, much farther than that. Well, they've got, yeah, they've got Santa Fe and Denver. Is that right? Santa Fe is still my favorite Meow Wolf. The original is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that's what we've got from CES. There is there'll be more in my column, which I need to get working on. <laughs> um, but uh, CES, thank you, thank you for the consumer to the Consumer Electronic Association, to our friends who came to our dinner, um, to our clients who listened to our opinions. Have a great New Year, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, way, everyone. I'm on my way back to LA right now. Yeah, that's right. Have a safe drive in your Tesla. Don't fall asleep. Oh, no. <laughs>